Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. Hello uh, and welcome to Do You Love Us, a critical analysis of the history, cultural impact and music of Manic Street Preachers. Uh, my name is Adam Scott Glassball. I'm joined by Steve Murphy. Hello. Sorry, it's the way you said it. <laughs> sorry Steve to, Murphy. Sorry to take you by surprise there. <laughs> you did. Uh, yeah, hi. Lucas Way. Hello. Oh, that's just so a sexy. silky smooth introduction there. We are, as far as we know, the world's only podcast dedicated to Manic Street Preachers. Um... We are going album by album, track by track, from the perspective of me, uh, a very big fan, Steve, more of a casual listener, and Lucas, a Manitary Preacher's denier. It's uh, interesting. He doesn't believe they that they don't exist. exist. <laughs> well, just show me there's, there's the plenty proof. Of show evidence. me the empirical there's... evidence. Steve, I know this is a real bugbear for you. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think that there's plenty of evidence that uh, Manitary Preachers exist. Yeah. Um, I mean... We'll convince Lucas eventually. Hold on, do they though? Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah, sure, yeah, definitely. No, you're, you've got no, you've got a really good point. I'm there, looking at a picture of them right now. Oh, uh, you join us here at episode three. Um, we are uh, knee deep, let's say, in Generation Terrorists, the uh, debut album from Actually Preachers from 1992, and it be deep. It be deep. Uh, yes, our thoughts on it so far are. Long, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> not it. our thoughts. Yeah. Our thoughts aren't long. Our thoughts are the album is long, and I'm yeah. sure Lucas will echo that. Yeah, uh, we have said some other things in the last no episode. Comment. If you haven't, oh, Lucas is. I think. I think in between. I know what in between episodes here. I think Lucas has talked to his lawyer. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, who has probably advised him not to not to comment. And the next track is uh, what is the next track? It's little baby nothing. Yeah, we got up to got up to Los Exiles. This is little baby nothing. played that for probably slightly longer than i should have done but i did i did want to get to the female vocals a steve you mouthed at me halfway through who Who's is that, that? <laughs> okay so um before we do that because i think who it is is actually an important bit of context which is what we're trying to do here give context to the songs and see if it is a more rewarding listen um we kind of we can all surmise what this song is about right Nope. You you briefly touched it on the last episode about being a feminist anthem. Yeah, for sure. It definitely um, definitely became a bit of a feminist anthem of its time. Um, it's kind of about how um, men can exploit and use women. Um, if you look, if you look at James's verse, no one likes looking at you. Your lack of ego offends male mentality. They need your innocence to steal vacant love and to destroy your beauty and virginity used like toys. So that's, I think this is probably the most focused song on the album in terms of... Uh, theme. Yeah, in terms of theme and what, what it's about. Yeah. It's like hyper-focused. It's obviously a duet, um, and it's a duet with Tracy Lords, the adult actress. Um, the adult actress. Yeah. She starred okay. in adult films. Okay, fine. Yeah. Right. And how do you say that? What, what's the best way to say that? Adult actress? Is that not? Porn star. Porn performer. I don't know. Porn stars. Adult a bit... entertainer. Yeah, okay. Adult entertainer. But then I think, I always think of a magician. Yeah. Yeah. I, did, I thought I actually meant was, she was an adult actress. I wasn't magician. actually talking about um, when people say adult entertainer. I, I was just telling you that I always think of a magician. <laughs> just. Yeah. Just if you're buying a train ticket, uh, magicians. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, about them now. I, I can see them. I can see the magicians. I see magicians. <laughs> um, okay, so oh, well, that's interesting. And she can sing. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Is she singing like on anything not... else? Yeah, so is she, is she a singer? She's been on. Yes, yes, she's okay. not a singer, but she can sing. Um, and if you're looking at, at her lyrics, this is that kind of like a dual narrative song. So. Um, James's um, lyrics are all 
you, you know, no one likes looking at you, mm-hmm. and all of her lyrics are me. So her lyrics are like, my mind is dead, everybody loves me, wants a slice of me, hopelessly passive and compatible. Um, I think this is a really strong song. This is quite, uh, It's. I know it's 92, but that's quite ahead of its time to be, for uh, a big male rock band yeah. to be talking about this sort of stuff. Absolutely. When back then, I'm just talking about late 80s, it was just about going yeah. around and banging Bang bitches. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it was, yeah, yeah, it was almost like kind of like, um, like rock music has the stereotype of being quite misogynistic in places, yeah. especially kind of 100% hair like metal hair metal and, and 80s yeah. hard metal, you know? Yeah. Um, Pour some sugar on me. Yeah. Cover you in oil, as it is a song by ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did she write her lyrics? No. R- yeah, Richie shame. and Nikki write the lyrics. Um, it was originally meant for Kylie Minogue. Okay. That's who they wanted. Um, because and, and I think that... I, I, I mentioned that because I think that that would actually change what the song is about a little bit. Right. Because I think... It'd be more have, about kylie minogue than i think i'll be like me as a performer as exactly. a pop star yeah. as opposed to me as a well i mean she still is a porn actress so but, there is a different element of being a performer exactly but i think it's that difference in performer that is actually quite relevant to the song in that um if it was kylie minogue i think people would more readily read it as the exploitation of pop stars of female pop stars yeah, yeah. and the kind of the image portrayed um, by female pop stars, you know, if you read like "My Mind Is Dead," everybody loves me and wants a slice of me. If it was Kylie Minogue, then you'd see it as kind of like maybe shady business deals, Whereas or this like makes it way clearly more about sexual exploitation. Yeah, absolutely, and is it's a much darker path that the uh, song takes. I mean, the bridge just says "used, used, used" by men, and again, I think if that was Kylie Minogue, then you're talking about the record industry. But because it's Tracy Lords, you're talking about, like you say, a very kind of explicit, um, a, a much more explicit meaning in terms of like sexual exploitation mm. or romantic exploitation. Um, I think it's a very interesting song. Uh, it's definitely the most clear and focused statement on the album. What, 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 what were your thoughts on it, Lucas? Uh, well, as I didn't read the lyrics, I just learned all of that. Yeah, no, of course. But yeah, I, I'm not going to shy away from the fact that I, uh, until you, you've spoken about it, that yeah, that's what it was about. I mean, it, again, if I spent longer, that's fine. But that's actually, you know, that's what this podcast is exploring. So, what, what were your thoughts I, on the song? Not bearing. I now what feel was, bad because because you don't that, like the song because I wrote this the worst song on the album so far. Oh, <laughs> and now I feel bad because I feel like I'm now. You know, no, but that's no coming from but a that casual. Was musically list, speaking, I don't not mean that, about the lyrics. I don't mean right. that as an insult, but as a casual listener, why would do you delve into like? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just a slower one. Uh, first we thirty seconds sounds like a Bruce Springsteen song. The first thirty seconds sounds which like is Metallica. funny to bring. It is Metallica. What? It's Interesting that we all have different takes. No, on... first thirty seconds are like it a classic like... Americana stadium rock Bruce Springsteen feel. That acoustic guitar. I don't think we should bring straight up, from the black um, album. I don't think we should bring up Bruce Springsteen again after yeah, the fiasco oh, of the last episode. Oh, like when the piano comes in, it's like uh, da, 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 da. it's like that yeah, bit, let's all get I'm talking, happy that Americana. Bit, that's the a very bit Born to Run. Yeah, yeah. First, uh, let's not bring out bring it up. I had a really good joke about Born to Run the last episode. I didn't catch it. Did you not? No. Did it get cut? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it no, didn't. The, the, <laughs> The first, the f- very first bit of the song is just acoustic guitar playing. 
Yeah, on its own. Yeah, it that's very I guess I'm more meaning what anyway. it then goes into. It's good. Okay. Well, uh, it's okay. very well, you, like, like you it. think that that sounds like Metallica. You think it sounds a bit like Bruce Springsteen. That opening guitar bit, I think it's because of the effect they used and the kind of the modal chords that it's in or whatever that kind of language is. I'm not that familiar with music theory. It reminds me of Due South. I, I mean, I know you're a big fan. I love Due South. Yeah. Lucas, do you know Due South? Explain Due South to Lucas. It was a TV show. TV series. I was, was going to say the TV series, but I thought if I say this and it's a band, I look like an idiot. About it was an Canadian. Australian TV series. No, already. no, it's Canadian. Canadian TV about, series. Um, a Mountie. Um, yeah, about a Mountie yep. who um, moves to Chicago to solve his father's death, but then ends up staying there and teams up with a streetwise Chicago cop and owns a wolf who's deaf but can lip read. Isn't there cool. more in the fact that he talks to his dead dad's he ghost? He does talk to his dad's ghost, yeah. Yeah. Which, it, it's such a wild show, and it's such a massive part of my childhood. But it had that really echoey um, acoustic guitar kind of uh, thing on like its interstitial music. I'll try and find a clip of it and put it into the podcast now. Um and I'll send that to you guys afterwards. I just wanted to put that in there in case anybody else wants to get in touch with me on Twitter and say, yes, that sounds like uh, a piece the of music. The one other person that's going to have mentioned yeah. that. <laughs> should, we, should we react to that right now? Okay. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, oh it really does. It, it does. Evoke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, Mounties. Considering that the, the subject matter is not great, well, as in not great as in about heavy shit. Sad, yeah. Uh, it's a very uplifting, melodically. It is, yeah. It's yeah. very positive sounding. Goes back song. into what and then what you were saying about, about you like that they do that that they do yeah. uplifting songs. It's, that are actually it's a big. pop song, and then if you if you look at it, if you look at the lyrics, it's really sad. All they leave behind is money. It's it's just like quite a sad, uh, quite, a, quite quite a sad image, and and of course it has uh, the coda, um has uh, one of the uh, one of the most famous kind of Manic Street Preachers lyrics in it um, when uh, uh, culture, alienation, boredom and despair um, that was uh, on the back of my t-shirt which we mentioned in the last episode when we went to see the Manic Street Preachers oh did you? <laughs> that's what I spray painted onto it culture, alienation, I think I cut the sleeves off mine oh that's so cool <laughs> and, oh, oh that's really cool I'm a little cool. teenage pasty arms out yeah what cool. a naughty little boy <laughs> <laughs> naughty little boy you should be in the Manic Street Preachers oh, this is naughty, naughty, little, punk naughty boys. little punk boys um, really strong I think um, it was the last um, single uh, on the album and I'm just looking here actually there is a quote from James Dean Bradfield and it's interesting that you brought this up Lucas he described this song as an attempt to write quote something the E Street Band might play which of course is Bruce Springsteen's band 1-0 that's one nil. Oh, Steve's been yeah. absolutely dunked on again. Jesus so Christ. let's just update the uh, update the scores. How are we doing? So that's uh, that's not looking good for Steve actually. Um, well, there's well, currently Adam's got two against got, Lucas. No, he hasn't two. got two nil against Lucas. No, He's he got has. one nil. I've got twice. two one nils. It was two separate matches. Yeah. Well, then there was a point where Lucas. That's got three. Two. That's six points to me. Well, I've got three one nils against me. So, so, so you're at zero points. I think Lucas is at nine points, and I'm at six for I, a win, right? I don't. Three know. Are we doing like that. an FA? Like a? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We're doing a, a football uh, yeah. scoring system. Jesus. Okay, yeah, for, for sure. wins and losses. And, and it's as close, as close as we'll ever get to um, 
to talking about football. I yeah, I, I don't. I haven't actually worked out what happens in the event of a draw. What like what does a draw look like? Well, how does a draw happen? Because there's only one. It can only ever be one nil. I, I think we can. That's think, right. You make a counterpoint. One uh, 0 Yeah, maybe. No, maybe. I, I think if, it's, if he was right and you said one nil, and then you made a counterpoint that was valid, it'd be one nil to you. I think a draw is when you jinx one another. Oh. This is my least you, you favorite say the part same. of the podcast because I'm losing. <laughs> because you're not talking. <laughs> yeah, at the bottom of the league. <laughs> um, it's funny they have a line in this song which is "Rock and Roll is our epiphany." Yeah, but as Culture, established, alienation. they oh, kill yeah. rock and roll. Like, huh. uh-huh. that's the second time they've tried yeah. to revive. Yeah, or, I think this is adding more weight to the theory that Manic Street Preachers went back in time Terminator style yep. and inserted Motown junk into the time stream. Whoa. Or it's so you're just saying, more evidence that they are a fictional band. So you're saying they recorded they Motown do not junk exist in 2051. I'm uh, just picking that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I was thinking exactly 2051. They destroy Steve. rock and roll in 2051, go back in time to 1990. So that it has always been destroyed. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay, well... We'll um, any further updates we have on that, we'll uh, we'll definitely include in in further episodes. I can't uh, wait. If you have any information on that, please get in touch with us on Twitter. Really like little baby nothing. Probably one of my favourite managers. Well, Creatures it's now songs. made me want to go back and listen to the song. And that's what this podcast I want is to all to it about, again baby. And like it more because yeah. I feel bad about not liking it. You're allowed to not like a song if no. you don't like the sound of it. No, then. Oh, uh, no, you're not. Okay. No, <laughs> no, I have to like it now. That's yeah. not in the rules, Steve. Because yeah. otherwise, what? Does that mean you hate feminism? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. And, that's, oh, I don't, yeah. and I don't yeah. want to be tired with that, bro. No, you're not. Don't worry. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, uh, it, obviously, we are three uh, cis males sat around. Uh, so I don't know about the validity of this statement. but um, Or anything we say. <laughs> <laughs> but um, very interesting to see, like, such kind of. Uh, female-centered feminist kind of lyrics written by two men. Uh, it's just kind of in interesting, I think. Yeah, in 1992. Yeah. yeah. Um, shall we move on? Shall yeah, we move sure. on to the next one? Oh, what's the next track? This next track is, I honestly, I mean, I know we've talked about motorcycle emptiness and I know I really like Little Baby Nothing. Lucas, I think you'll agree with me. This is probably the best track on the album. It's a fucking banger. Here we go. From earliest human existence, there appear to be two fundamental ways of thinking. There appear to be two fundamental ways of thinking. I can't actually bear to listen to any more of that. Ugh. Are you saying these drums? aren't live <laughs> they've tell you what they've used a different sample oh, okay different drum sound isn't it i can't i can't with that song so oh have so, I, have oh, so been, when we've been talking about have i been had you've been had lucas what you <laughs> don't like this song i cannot stand okay this song. okay good i've written god awful talk to me and tell me why it's so good <laughs> uh, well lucas i mean unless i've been had because i thought you were doing a bit no i like it you like it talk, please talk i wrote me. i imagine this was a fan fave question mark or the most hated song on the album i would 
Do you know what? I don't know. I can't speak for the consensus. No, you need to speak for the legions of Manic Street Preachers fans right now. I want an official stance. If I had to put money on it, I would assume that it's not a fan favourite. What is it? I mean, the the chorus, I'm not massive on. The this generation. generation. But all the rest of it, up for. The really? Beat, the beat. The little licks of guitar throughout, just like like into it. Is it? Is it them? I wrote this is my jam. Putting a fuck you on the album. Okay, what it is is we already know that they love Public Enemy, right? Yeah. Uh, On the other version of Repeat, which is on this album, so this is Stars and Stripes. Yeah. On the other version of Repeat, the UK version, it starts with London, England. Consider Yourself Warned, which is from the same song as the Revolution sample on Motown Junk. So we know they love Public Enemy. What they thought they'd do is get the producers who work with Public Enemy to remix one of their tracks, and they're called The Bomb Squad. And this is their remix of Repeat. Now, on an 18-track album, (laughs) I don't know... Why I need a remix of a song you've yet to hear that I have yet <laughs> yeah. to hear on yeah. the album. I don't know why the remix is first. Yeah, this is this is absolute B side material. Best song on the album. This is this is like <laughs> you can just if you listen carefully past all the samples, you can just about hear the bottom of the barrel being scraped. <laughs> so when you said to me. I want this song played at my funeral. Yeah, but I mind. also want Sean Paul played at my funeral. Yeah, but that's true. No, no, no. You don't want Sean Paul played at your funeral. No, it's both. You I want, want your Sean friend. Paul at my... Don't you want your friend to read no, your I'm, I'm, I'm reading <laughs> that's, a oh, dramatic reading mate, of whatever that song's called. I can't remember what it's called. By Sean Paul. The one. The one that It got. was a joke. I don't actually want... I don't want a funeral. Oh. Oh, well, Okay. Because I'm never going to die. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, little, for you. little flip reverse. Yeah. I honestly uh, have nothing to say about this song. All I've written uh, is pointless. Um, Whereas I've written, this, this is, is my jam. Happened, this is what happened. When I, I, I put this on and it came up with repeat Stars and Stripes. I'm aware of this song because they do play it live. Not this one. No. They Have they not played it? They, they used to back yeah. in 1992. So we not never, when we've seen them. So why, you must have just showed me this song. Probably. And I just thought something had gone wrong on my phone. <laughs> because like, <laughs> this isn't the song I know and have heard. You wouldn't have showed me this version. No, I don't show anybody this version. I try to pretend that it doesn't exist. Oh. But again, Lucas's favourite song on the album. That's fine. I admire that, to be fair. There is a bit that I like. Hang on. Let me, I want um... to annoy the Manic Street Preachers community as much as possible, apparently. Yeah, obviously. So I just slag them off and say what I don't like. <laughs> and when I do really like something... Apparently, it's the least liked album song. Yeah, album. it's absolutely mad to me that you did not like Little Baby Nothing, but did like Repeat Stars and Stripes. Yeah, that's insane. I like this. I don't bit. think it's insane. Good. Good. Hang on, that bit. There you go. That that four seconds, I quite like. <laughs> yeah, 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 that bit. I've honestly just written 
pointless. I mean, Should we move on? I mean, as as uh, I, I've read interviews with James Newbrook where he said like he's not even convinced that it was actually the bomb squad that did it. They might have just got like <laughs> a studio assistant to to sit in and, and do then it. They went, oh, we might as well put it on the album. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Sure. Should we move on? <laughs> and I mean, I don't know, Lucas. Have you got any kind of really deep readings you'd like to give? No, I just like it. I just, I just, just enjoy like it. it. Just enjoy it. All right. Well, I love that this song is like the most beest of B sides. Yeah. When uh, the, there's quite a few songs coming up where I wrote ah, probably a bit of a B side, but not on repeat stuff. Not on this. He wrote it on the uh, UK version. <laughs> oh yeah. What did I write? What's this like? weird remix? What's this weird remix <laughs> of repeat? <laughs> right. Okay. Tennessee. difficult to find a place to, fi- to fade down in that song because it starts with the chorus which is I, quite interesting I really have very little to say about Tennessee apart yeah. I, the drums are big but they don't, they don't exist so it's, uh, <laughs> they don't really exist yeah so hang on if the drums don't exist uh, yeah do the Manic Street Preachers exist does Lucas have a this is what I've been saying all along I mean huh this is a revelatory episode when you really if they don't exist, who went back in time to destroy rock no, and roll? No, you're right. Someone must have gone back in time to destroy rock and roll. So therefore, the Manic Street Preachers exist. Because we all know that since um, the release of Motown Drunk, rock and roll has been destroyed. Mm. Yeah. So who, who, if not the Manic Street Preachers, destroyed rock and roll, Lucas? We can do some further reading. I'm sure other bands have made that claim. Okay, we'll, all right. Well, we'll come back to it. We'll come God back gave to it. rock and roll to you. So, oh God. Oh, oh God wow. did give rock and roll to you. So we're... Oh. This is getting too much. This is getting, getting too heavy. It's getting we hard. Should, we should consult the scriptures. This is too much for episode I'm three. Maybe we'll... the Illuminati are going to get involved in the podcast. Okay, so let's yeah, just yeah. focus on the song. It's another one of those kind of unfocused, collage sort of things. You know, like, media sells a trace of hate. Our epitaph reads like your sin, subvert, destroy, beat, derelict. Tennessee nights just zip code love. Um, that sounds like... Sounds like beat poetry. Beat poetry. Yeah, yeah, it's the way I did it, though. It's <laughs> yeah. the, the kind of the way that I... Yeah. Um, uh, I wrote, this feels like a ninth track on an album. <laughs> yeah. Let me just check my notes. It is the ninth track on this album. Oh. I feel like, you know, like on a normal length album, mm. a more appropriate 12-track album, 12-13 track album, I track nine's you... always sort of where you find a bit of a bit of a mere song. But track seven's the best track. But... Before they pick it back up for the end, for the strong finish. Track seven's usually the best track on the album, Fight Me. Which, in this okay. case, would be Little Baby Nothing. Are we going to fight? No, no, no. I mean... And no, so... I've just got... Ow. You're right. I was actually just joking. I was pu- pulling my punches in. And Jesus, I was giving really? it 60%. So just... What, six out of ten? Just giving it six out of ten. <laughs> um, I, I want you to tell me why this song is interesting. Because I know it's... it's rock and roll it's, it's rock I've and written track. here desperate for double album 
Okay, yeah. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Feels like a ninth track on an album where they stick the borderline B-side tracks. Yeah, I, I, I would actually almost kind of agree with that. In fact, it is a B-side, literally. This is a re-recording of the B-side from their first single, Suicide Alley. Okay. Suicide Alley. Yeah. There so it was. Go. it's always been a B-side, and I think you're right. It feels... It Throw feels away. like filler. Mm. It does. Yeah. And that's one of my big problems with this album. And do you know what? If <laughs> if this song had been produced in a different way, where it didn't sound like he'd been using the same distortion pedal for the whole album and the drums were produced in exactly the same way and are fake, I think maybe there'd be some kind of validity to it, you know? Yeah. Something that changes it up a little bit. But as it is, uh, it doesn't do much for me, that song. I think I would probably get rid of it uh, given the choice, if I had to take an, uh, a little editing scalpel to the album, I think are we kind of agreed on that. that How this... big was the scalpel you used for your Vic? Okay, <laughs> well, let's move on to Sorry, no, the no, next no. track because I think this episode's going to be quite critical. I feel because we've already said that we both agree that the uh, the, the, the first second, half of yeah. the album is better than the second half. We're now well into the second half of the album. There's some. Good, I think there's some. Uh, I there's disagree. Some we've stuff. just started the second half of the album. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> half an hour in. Yeah. Um, I mean, which is why repeat Stars and Stripes like cri- triumphantly ends the first half of the album. Oh, Tennessee does. Tennessee it? ends the uh, album. Well, the song doesn't exist, though. Ha- so which, <laughs> sorry, according to you, which bits of the Manic Street Preachers and their discography do and do not exist? Uh, all of it. Everything but repeat so, Stars and Stripes. Stars and Stripes. <laughs> Stars and Stripes exists and nothing else exists. Yeah, so far. Now, what I've taken from what you're saying is that Repeat Stars and Stripes technically isn't a rock and roll. It was not a rock and roll track. Which is why it's able to exist. Because everything else on the album has been destroyed. Prior to the album's release. So Repeat Stars and Stripes is from an alternate timeline where rock and roll has been destroyed. But it's leaked through into our reality where we've got the UK version and it's seeped in between tracks seven and nine. If this is one, bigger. This is bigger one than thing we people comprehend. really love when they're listening to a critical analysis of music. It's time travel and building a law around <laughs> the, around Jesus. that time travel. Some heavy world building on time seepage. Yeah. I, yeah, I was just about to use. I said the word seepage. Seeped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So the next track is another invented disease. Um, I will. Have either of you looked up the lyrics? And have you got them in front of you? Nope. And nope. Okay. Good. Don't. I will give you a shiny pound if you can tell me what the first line of this song is. Okay? Here we go. This is another invented disease. Yeah. 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 
Another, the, did anyone get it? Yeah, the answer is... <laughs> did you get it? Not even close. Not even close. Uh, it's, Tell me. It's drugs come out of boredom, babe. You want to hear it again? Yeah. All right. Hang on. Bear with me. Once you know it, it is so clear. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I just thought, you know, I th- we're kind of back to that indecipherable sort of lyrics. I, I think, you know, um, the Welsh accent kind of doesn't help. It, he's kind of doing an affected uh, American via Wales sort of accent. Do you think the Welsh accent seeps through? I'm using the word seep again. Um, Sorry. There's a lot of seepage on this episode. Oh, and I'm not God. that comfortable with it. Oh. Um, I think it does... Um, but I'm also very used to the tone of his voice. Yeah, so. to me it just it sounds like Mannix. So like yeah, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. I don't, know, yeah. Um, I don't know what I don't know what this song is. I mean, I I kind of it loses me on a very fundamental fundamental level. It um, so <coughs> I mean me. another invented disease. Obviously, that spells. I mean, is it about a conspiracy theory? Because the the, the chorus is, we need and we will always need. Another invented disease. We need and we are taught to need another invented disease. But that doesn't spell AIDS. It spells AID. Oh. And, it's, uh, what, and, and are they trying to say that... I don't know. Are they what trying AIDS to say that AIDS not, was fictional? What are they getting at? Uh, good point. Um, that it was that it's overblown that like we it's like a scare like a like a cultural scare what's the term moral panic like do you think I don't think that they think that I, it could be a case of of them maybe um, you know saying something outrageous for the sake of saying something outrageous maybe but I it just I just I don't know I, I don't know if that's maybe we're maybe I'm reading it completely wrong but I feel like if I am reading it completely wrong and it needs a deeper reading. Um, then they shouldn't, too have, deep. they shouldn't have called it another invented disease. Yeah, or you're reading too <laughs> deep and the AID is an absolute coincidence. But There's no way. No, because that was already a conspiracy theory at the time. Right. Is that it would it had been introduced by the government. What, to, uh, to make people scared of... Gay people. Of gay people. No, I think, I think it was actually to... Um, as far as I... <laughs> I realised I started that with... I actually think it was too. And, <laughs> and I don't actually think this at all. But my understanding of the conspiracy theory is that um, it was to quell the population of the poor and ethnic minorities wow. who would be more susceptible to contracting AIDS. Um, heavy stuff. I mean, I don't believe that for uh, sure. uh, a hot second. But um, I just... Bearing in mind that that context is already out there, I don't know why they would call it that and it would be about anything else. Although having looked at the lyrics, I mean, if you look at it, drugs come out of boredom, babe, UN exports it every day, their armies feed the ghetto lame, government approve it just the same. Yeah, so this that is really going sounds really like into it is about that. What you were just talking about. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's just them commenting on that conspiracy theory and not them... Or they subscribe it. to it. I, do, I just... I don't know if that's me not wanting to think that about the band or I don't know. Yeah. It, just, it doesn't fit with what I know about their politics and other things that they've said. Uh, left alone in corporate slums where germs are free, not Amex fun. 
Healthy bodies in empty minds only exists in advert time. See, these really sound like lyrics, which is why I probably don't connect to the song as much as the other ones. Where they're interesting, they, where it's I mean? where these it's like a manifesto Yeah, yeah, I've made my own tune there. It's just like those, right? But that reminded me of something else. Go on. Hush, little baby. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Oh my god. No, it's fine. I thought okay. there was something more. <laughs> uh, nothing. You say this song's yeah. fairly like me. Yeah. Uh, I on my notes I wrote this album's too long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this, uh, this, is this, this is where, this is where the slog started to, to kick in now, and we're still eight tracks from the end, and I was starting to be like, I need some, I need something different. Yeah. Do you know what? Even just a change of pace at this time yeah. would, would like really help. I yeah. think mm. another Stars and Stripes would be great. You know, a little change of pace. Oh God! Uh, yeah. You want you want what, a remix of that? Would you listen Make a to... UK version of it. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Would you listen to this album if it was repeat Stars and Stripes 18 times? Repeating? Yeah. Probably oh not. God. Okay, great. Because that's um, mad, isn't it? Yeah, that, I mean... It's silly, if anything. Why would you do that? Yeah. That, I could I mean, listen to the one track and repeat if I wanted to do that. Yeah. Why deny myself 17 other potential tracks? I was um, just trying to... Uh, what? Nah, stupid idea, though, isn't it? Stop trying to make conversation and just get on with it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, should we move on to uh, No, the I've next got song something then? to say about this song. Let's move on to the next song. I wrote, there's some cool metal riffs in the later half of the song. Yeah, I've got back half of the song is doing some interesting stuff. There's a point where the mm. riff is played on like an acoustic guitar. Yeah, yeah. Which is really cool. And then I put stuff on, the stuff happening on the vocals, which I can't remember <laughs> yeah. what that means. But That's the, great note taking. And yeah. it gets, after the acoustic bit, it gets really big. It's like, yeah. It's like, I and I was like, oh, that bit, I was like, yeah, nice. It's doing some stuff cool. as a standalone track is fairly interesting. But right. as an album, you just get lost again. Do you think that this would work if it wasn't, 10 tracks deep in an 18 track album maybe. maybe if this had been moved up and was just or after all the run of singles that metal bit towards the end yeah make a metal song just make that the song well do I more mean, of they, that they kind of do that a bit on the next album on cool. god against the soul um there's definitely that's that's more of a kind of just have a bit of a departure and just do a song album. that is like they've got hints of it throughout the album this like heaviness just do a song that's that i think you're right though i think that the um one of the problems is, is is the production, which is quite samey across all of the songs, mm. um, and so the only thing that uh, you kind of have left to cling on to is the songwriting itself. Um, and I think that the songwriting <coughs> on another invented disease is not that great, or not to my taste. Um, but it's produced very similarly to Stay Beautiful, which we're just about to listen to, and I think Stay Beautiful is really good and I think that's down to the quality of the songwriting more than it is the quality of the production do you know what I mean yeah cool good track <laughs> right we'll <laughs> alright so this is uh, Stay Beautiful
lovely cowbell work there. Insert you, man. Insert bit about cowbell is on my notes there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. <laughs> Christopher Walken dot gif. Yeah. <laughs> um, absolute banger for me. Really fun. Yeah, um, fun. Kind of like, like a little bit, like, cheeky. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, why yeah. don't you just, Wah! Yeah. It's like, really kind of like cheeky. Why don't you just, fun and I, whoa, someone's just, someone's joining in. You've got to move house. I just bought this place. Was yeah. this, was this built on a pop star graveyard? We're not going to encounter any other ghosts, yes. are we? Probably not. Southern I... England is known for being a place to bury pop stars. Uh, Roger Waters lives around here, doesn't he? Does he? I have he? no idea. I think so. I don't know. I think he does. Matt just... Tiz does. Yeah, famous so. pop star Matthew the Tizier. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and the Tiz. <laughs> this song really connected with me when I was a teenager. Because um, it it's fun because you can shout "fuck off" in that bit. <laughs> it is, but also it's about, for me anyway, on the lyric side of things, it's about um, accepting yourself for who you are and embracing your imperfections and pretensions. Stay um, beautiful. Stay beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, love your mess and adore your failure find your faith in your security that's real positive it is it is isn't it um yeah i just uh, like i mean <sighs> clinging to your own sense of waste all we love is lonely wreckage is um it, it could be taken either way I, for me that's really positive and it's quite like an affirming message and i'd be interested if anybody else interprets it like that but the idea of it's the like, whole it's okay to not be okay isn't it it's the yeah yeah clinging to your own sense of waste is like you know it's you, own it girl yeah 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 it's <laughs> yeah. you know yeah yas queen yeah. yas queen <laughs> uh, maybe this song should not have been called stay beautiful and have been called yas queen and they would of course have known that reference well i was going to say if they're planning on taking another trip back in time maybe well, it can't have worked because I'm still calling it Stay Beautiful. But, and um, not. Well, hang on. My computer screen yes, says Yas Queen. You keep, say, you keep ask, talking to me about my squeen. Yas Queen. Yeah. I, How is Yas Queen? Itchy. Oh. Itchy, <laughs> itchy Squeen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like the... It's just more... It's just got a bit more mm. pep. Yeah. This was the first single. Less... And, less uh, is it really? Yeah, and uh, one of uh, the record execs were like, you know, they were talking about, you know, they're, they're a controversial band with some controversial lyrics. And they were saying like, well, you know, as long as your first single doesn't have the words fuck off in it, you'll probably be fine. Uh, which, of course, it does. It did. <laughs> oh, it, it genuinely used yeah, to have it. Yeah, it did. So it was the producer, Steve Brown's uh, suggestion that they put the big like guitar bend in there yeah. instead of the word fuck off. And live, they still sing fuck off do they sing it though because i remember is that he doesn't sing it everyone in the crowd does he has sung it but now it has become a big yeah chanty shouty See, i didn't know it used to genuinely in. be on the track and that yeah kind of not that it was ever released like that away what i thought that was a reference to the who in my generation where ah. there's the bit where why don't you all just well, fade just away fade away and everyone would shout fuck off yeah yeah, um, yeah. as in quadrophenia they do 
and that whole thing. So yeah, I just thought it was a reference to that. So, but that's still very interesting. I mean, you know, you can retroactively look at it like that. Maybe you know that's how they justified it to themselves. I don't think that's an incorrect read. Mm. Uh, I just know that the uh, yeah the technicalities of it are that originally they recorded it with the with the swearing in, and it was the producer's decision to do the. The, I like it though. Was it yeah. so Cheekier that they could fun. release it as a single though, or was it because he actually thought it was better that way? I mean the 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 story goes, you know, the myth, the legend is that uh it was to um appease, you know, the need for a single. Um which makes sense, I suppose. When we get onto the Holy Bible, we'll see a, a single that was uh pretty much it was good to go, but then I think it was like rejected at, at the last minute for just being uh just being uh, a bit much. <laughs> let's, let's, let's call it that. Um, I still wouldn't call this one of my higher highlights of the album, though. It's just, mm. it's better than the it current run my, of fairly meh If I was going to do a cut of the album, which I'm sure would annoy a lot of people. Oh, no. I'd then it would be on that. Hear that. Yeah, this would make my cut. Yeah, if you know what I mean. It depends yeah. how many tracks this cut is. 17. I've got... 17? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you're just cutting out motorcycle emptiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Awful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I have I have an alternate track listing for this album. Um, it's going to bore you to tears if I go through it. I'll post it on the Twitter. Oh God, yeah. Can't wait for you yeah. to get hate mail. Uh, no, I think I think that's a perfectly healthy thing to do. Yeah. Um, get uh, hate mail. Didn't no, I, we there's a person. I'm who, just about to bring this up. Go our on. friend Will, who used to be, uh, we used to be in a band, me, Adam, and then. Three others. Not Lucas, though. Sorry, man. Not talented enough. Oh, okay. Um, and he would remix. Is that right? He'd yeah. edit Radiohead albums. Yeah, he improved Hail to the Thief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As he put it. Hi, Will, if you're listening. It's yeah. one of my hey, favourite things you've, you've ever done. Is you, like, He recorded his own instruments on top of tracks and like mixed pro audio recorded versions of live songs that they'd done I and love that you also had the balls to say you'd improved yeah. it it's amazing I was like what are you listening to and he goes oh I've improved Hail to the Thief <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh good good well done <laughs> that's another album that is famously probably slightly too long um, yeah Stay Beautiful still fun live they still play it it's you know in the pantheon of cracking Manic's tracks I think uh, Lucas, you're not that fast. It's like it's good. It's better than the current dross that it's that surrounds it. It's better than it's better than Tennessee. Yeah, but this is coming better from than the guy Tennessee. It's better than so dead. Spoiler stars alert. And stripes. Better than say. Uh, yeah, I just it's 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 better. But the, I definitely feel like there is a lull in the album here where it's like the B side section. Okay. And then it picks up towards the end. This one just seems so much more fleshed out than than a lot of the other ones. Like I think that the yeah. the cascading guitar in the um in the chorus is is really lovely. Um, it might be palm muted or something like that, where it's going. Do, 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 do. Um, don't know if you picked up on that. I can, I'm getting from your silence and blank looks that I'm just uh, really talking it's, to it's, myself. I, I think it's harmonics, maybe. Uh, anyway, let's not go into it. We are clearly not very good musicians <laughs> to talk about these terms. That's where my that face was I was trying to right yeah 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 um, good song for me good song yeah. Adam has raised his hand to the air would Fun. go you know I would I would it would go on my Manic Street Preachers best of um, yeah uh, this next one fucking wouldn't alright this is so, <laughs> oh, thank, this oh, is thank so dead you agree <laughs> 
yeah, I mean, it's fine. Yep. But it's it's like Lucas was kind of saying about Tennessee being such a track nine on an eighteen track album. This is such a track twelve on, it's a, just that on an eighteen track album. Same tempo going. Yeah, uh, and it's just overshadowed by drums. much better songs. Yeah, but it also doesn't reach the complete low of "I'm really sorry, Lucas." Uh, repeat stars and stripes that you can even really make fun of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not so bad that it's fun, and it's not so good that it's yeah. worth listening to again. Yeah. Do you know I what I mean? I nothing it. Yeah, exactly. Which is almost a bit worse sometimes. That um, I almost prefer repeat. Stars, stars and stripes, stripes. like in, in the respect it, that it, it i don't like it so act, it's giving me a sort of it elicits a reaction yeah, from you yeah, well of yeah, course yeah, it does it's yeah. best on the album <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> whereas this is just it, yeah i nothing it yeah yeah exactly i've uh, put filler really but then i've put weird little solo though oh i don't remember the weird little solo. oh yes i do yeah it does yeah. have that really nice little uh, yeah, I put, thing because uh, i'm a slut and you just suck edgy uh, is that the actual lyric? I've just looked it up on uh, ah, okay. Thingamabob, and apparently, uh, yes, it is. There, there, there is, there is, there is a lyric. Uh, there's a couple of things I like about this song, which is it's a slightly shinier production with a Smiths-esque kind of guitar feel at the beginning of it. Um, but also, I kind of get that vague feeling from songs like Little Baby Nothing. So, it's, uh, no odds to me if this doesn't make it onto the album. Say, uh, but I do like. The line in uh, whatever it is, chorus one or the bridge, which is, it's not that I can't find worth in anything. It's just that I can't find worth in enough. And I think on an album where there's a lot of nihilistic lyrics that feel disconnected uh, and almost voyeuristic about the subject that they're talking about, it's nice to have that personal input that shows that actually maybe the person writing these lyrics isn't as nihilistic as they make out. You know what I mean? I find that quite revealing, the idea that it's it's not that I can't find worth in anything. It's that there's not enough, uh, like, I can't get enough worth. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And it's actually the songwriter saying I. It's like... It's reflecting I on am something. this, yeah. Yeah. As opposed to the more broad, like we said, quite a few of the songs in this album are a bit more like a voyeur looking down on this, this situation as opposed to yeah. being involved in yeah it's a bit more me and i think that 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 disconnect in the lyrics on like the more collagey ones kind of it makes me disconnect as well um i mean does any does anybody have anything left to say about so dead i wrote okay this album is too long <laughs> how many okay. times did you write that? did you write that after every track uh just the ones that i just 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 yeah, yeah. just lost me Okay. Okay. Are we ready to move on to the remix? Yeah, let's do that the weird remix. Remix. Of of yeah, yeah. All right.
There we go. That's uh, Repeat UK. What are we thinking? Uh, fuck Queen and Country. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah it, what I quite like, actually, now now that we've listened to these in fairly quick succession, I suppose, I really like this one. Yes, so do I. And I think... As do I. After oh, hearing Stars and Stripes, it's almost like this song's going, nah, just just kidding. This is our fucking song. This oh, is how we should. Like, I don't know. It, it just now you hear the real. I don't know. I'm not trying to think of how to put it. It's like they're going. Okay, we've had some fun. Now, <laughs> now let's get down. Now this business. is a song, and that's <laughs> the justification for having. And it them that just way feels a lot less <laughs> like Edge Lord. Almost, it's not. Like, it, it seems to fit because it's a bit more of a punk song. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's not just some shouting slogans over some techno. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right. It's them shouting slogans over punk. Yeah, which I mean, yeah, I, 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 I get what you're saying. I think that I, uh, I do really like it. It opens the album for me uh, on my uh, my relist. Okay, uh, it starts with the siren. Yeah, cool. uh, which is uh, pretty cool. I think you're you're, you are pretty cool. I'm pretty cool. When I yeah. first listened to this, I was walking through the centre of London, had it on my headphones, cool, and I. Uh, I thought the sirens were real. You shit yourself oh. a little bit. And I, I was like, where, do I need to move? Like, uh, <laughs> oh, man. I fell for it. Wow. Because I think it pans, maybe. Uh, yeah. And so I was like, oh, it's gone behind me. Wow. <laughs> fell for it. That's pretty... That's a pretty cool story, isn't it? No, no, it's interesting that you're listening to that in London. In London. I mean, I listened yeah. to the whole album because I was walking through yeah, central yeah. London on the way to pick up an engagement ring. Humble oh. brag. Oh, wow. 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 Uh, wow. <laughs> I wrote uh, wow. a well-needed pick-me-up after a number of uneventful tracks. Wow. Oh, sorry, go on. <laughs> Me and Adam are doing our own thing. Wow. What is that? Can you repeat what you just said? <laughs> repeat after. I said... Yeah, not louder. A well-needed pick-me-up after a number of uneventful tracks. Yeah, yeah agree. Just... Yeah. Um, my, 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 get, got me going. Like, in fit, there, got me back involved. I actually don't have any... I have one criticism of this song, which is that actually... The production's too clean. Mm. I, yeah, yeah. I would have liked it to be a bit messier. Dirty. I would have liked to, to have kind of like for the instrumentation to have sounded a bit like the new Art Riot EP. Nah, I'm really, glad, I'm glad messy. it doesn't. But but being able to hear the vocals a little bit more clearer yeah. than you can on, on it's the also new a Art nice Riot brisk three oh nine, which is nice. It is a nice brisk three oh nine. It's just yeah. it doesn't doesn't outstay its welcome. And it's also like you know a little a little rock song that um, first of all has a go at the monarchy, and I know Steve does it. Um, the I monarchy. Know, great and also others might say not great thank you civil servant there we go steve um but it, it, Wait, at can... what point does it have a go at the monarchy in this song uh let me just um just try and get it up can you just hold yeah it? repeat after me go on uh oh hang on you have to delve in deep i think uh, oh not, no it's, it's not consider yourself warned it's not useless generation just there's got to be something about fuck queen and country. Yeah, that's oh yeah. That, actually, that's... If if you really read into that, <laughs> I think there's actually something to be said that that is actually about the queen and, and our or, country and or country. Yeah, and or country. Yeah, yeah exactly. Cool. Great. Uh, Death sentence, heritage, death camp, palace, useless generations, dumb flag, scum. Uh, just it, this is so very on the nose. Um, Royal Khmer Rouge, which I love that there's a rock song that references the Khmer Rouge. Um, 
do you know do you know do you know the Camera Rouge or is this a chance for me to start flipping out some context? Give Go us some on. fucking knowledge. They were the followers of Pol Pot and the Communist Party uh, of Kampucha and they controlled Cambodia from nineteen seventy five to nineteen seventy nine. Uh killed one point two million people in a genocide. So I think to have you know, have a band comparing the royal family to them is uh It's an interesting you know, right on. We're yeah. gonna try and be politically neutral, but uh um, um, useless generations done flag scum. That's really all I have to say about it. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, you also. I just want to point right out before that, um, my favorite Lucas. Bit. Let's took, all cross talk. Let's Lucas. all talk at the same time. Okay, sorry, go on. What were you going to say, Lucas? Oh, I got in there. I, I actually, actually think, think that me. Steve should. Oh, no, uh, actually, but also I was going <laughs> to. Come on, Lucas took on. took the moment of you talking about genocide to shove a McFlurry down his face. <laughs> <laughs> Which I do prefer to eating on mic. Oh, I, it's I know there'd be people livid if we ate I've managed to avoid eating off on mic. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm just yeah there's, there's only just, been a few I wet mouth sounds in my headphones. Listening to Adam and then turning to my right. <laughs> Throughout this episode, I have been slowly, quietly noshing away on a little McDonald's. What have you got? Which, which I don't think the Manitary Preachers would agree with. They probably wouldn't. No. Uh, no. I've got two double cheeseburgers. Two uh, double cheese. Regular fry and a McFlurry. Sounds lovely. It's classic, classic combo. Dub G, two Dub G, G and three. Yeah. yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say uh, you faded the track out right before uh, uh, my favourite bit, the little walk, the little no 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 no. It's just cool. Oh yeah, no, that is cool. Yeah, that's um, what I had to say. Great. Okay. Good. We had the whole interrupt gate for that really important point. Interrupt gate. All right. Uh, what were you going to say when you interrupted me? He was literally just going to talk about the McFlurry. Yeah. Did you think it was going to be something interesting about the song? You Maybe. thought I was going to say something interesting. That's your first hurdle. No. Steve says what's in front of him. And that. what was in front of him at that moment was a McFlurry. McFlurry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't just go, McFlurry. <laughs> okay. Um, Next up, uh, What's Up by Four Non Blondes. What? Just play the song. What are you talking about? The first, like, second and a half of that song. Yeah. Where the acoustic guitar starts playing. Sounds like What's Up by Four Non Blondes. Before the... So, literally, yeah. I'm talking the first, like, 
not even maybe a second. I don't know this song well enough. Like I know Spectators of Suicide. I don't know what's up by One of Us well enough. You do know that. So song. hang on, bear with you me. You know that song. Different chords. <laughs> you know this song. Yeah, okay. I do get your point. Yeah. Okay, I do get your point. And you know that song. It's the what's going on when That's I said song. hey, hey, hey. That song. So hang on. The chorus is what's going on, but the song's called what's up. Uh, is, oh. it, is that just because take you can't have another song called what's going on? Take it up with the four Yeah, take it up with the four non-blondes. <laughs> get them on the phone. Uh, You'd have to do a conference call. Okay, all, all right. Four of them well, hang on. Uh, busy. Hello. <laughs> what is this? Hello? Is that the four young blondes? Nice. Yes. They're called the four non-blondes. This is the four non-blondes. I was after the four young blondes. Four young blondes <laughs> is a different number. Uh, okay, sorry. Bye. Yeah, bye. 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 Uh, that's really awkward, actually. Yeah. Uh, Cut that. I've actually got it saved in... Uh, my phone is the wrong number. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cut that. Absolutely not. <laughs> Never. Uh... Yeah, all I meant is the first half a second makes me think of that song. Same way that whatever that song was earlier that reminded you of Due South. (laughs) I think mine is more legitimate. Just the thing that immediately sprung to mind when I first heard that song was, ah, it's Four Non Blondes, what's up? This song's real sad. It is sad. And And it is that change of pace that we were asking for. Yeah. But it comes too late for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. I put... uh, I don't know if it is just a change of pace or I just don't like the song, but I just put this song limps along. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> limps along, possibly the worst song on the album so far, question mark. Really? I think. Or that's perhaps more... it's because the album is losing me. Yeah, I think that's more about album fatigue than it is about the actual song. Yeah. Um, I've put that it's a nice breather from kind of like the more heavier stuff, but I've also put bongos can fuck <sighs> off. It is It is in between two like Who's short, bongos? rocky songs as well, because we've got Repeat, and yeah. then we've got the masterpiece that's up next. So... I <laughs> <laughs> don't know if you can detect the tone in Lucas's voice there. Oh, I'm up for it. Um, so, Richie was still very much in the band at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, did he write his lyrics? Like, there's, there's, yeah, there's so... from, It's always him and Nicky, yeah. I would say, at this point. Like you're saying, red flags and all. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, there's a lot. There's of stuff so much. There. But then, do you know what? I I feel like it's it's sometimes couched in uh, non-specific stuff. Okay. So, like, demo- There's a line in the chorus which is "democracy is an empty lie," which is less sad than the rest of the song. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's again. <sighs> then I think he kind of uses. Yeah, he uses like lines like that to kind of couch uh, any kind of genuine sentiment that's in there. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. But I do like the song. I just, as I said, like it comes too late on the album for me, and I think it's like track five on my resequence, um, just because I think you need to get in there with a slightly slower one a bit earlier. Mm. When you've resequenced it, have you cut anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think mine's 12 tracks long. Okay, that's interesting. Oh, that's, that's not just a reorder, it's actually a complete. It's a complete butchering, some will argue. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> Is Stars and Stripes on there? No, absolutely I'm not. I'm not listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post it on the Twitter, I'm not going to go into it now. Is um, Born to Run on it? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> 
What? You see, what you've done here is you've really, really made sure that I cannot cut that yeah, from the episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which I think was your you plan all along. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything left to say on Spectators of Suicide? No, not for me. I, I don't think it, it's an important... Um, an important song for them. I don't think it expanded their sound. Did in they any play it live way. much? Uh, I don't. I don't really know. They definitely don't play it live. They haven't no. played it live recently. That's that's for sure. Um, actually, do you know what? I don't know if that's true. Around the time of the Generation Terrorist reissue, they did a few kind of like acoustic events, and I'm wondering if James Dean Bradfield um, did it then, uh, kind of acoustically. Um, I'm sure people will tell us. Uh yeah, um. You all right. Sort of sign that a song is like a bit B-sidey is just they don't play it live. When there's that song, like it's on the album. But also, it's sort if you've of, got sort of never so... mentioned again. Yeah, but if, you, if you've got sixteen albums, yeah, there's a no, lot of songs. They're no, not playing but what live I mean is, because... if at the time they didn't play it live, I have no idea this if they played I mean. it at the time or not. Um, I haven't done my research. I'm so sorry. I have. You've simply, done no research. Simply haven't done enough research I can't believe for this it. podcast. God for you talking, otherwise it'll be silence. Oh, I don't need to introduce this song, actually, do I? Oh, no. This is Damn Dog by the Manic Street Preachers. Take one. Go. <laughs> That's uh, Damn Dog by the Manic Street Preachers, yep. in case you hadn't heard the introduction. Huh. Stupid song, isn't it? What? <laughs> Stupid song. I mean... Come on. Uh, all right. I know I know you guys have thoughts on this. Get what, it all out. What are these lyrics? I'm going to read it's, them out. It's not... It's not... It's. it's I, I don't think there's a second meaning to it. I think it's just... I really that I'm a dog. Yeah. I'm a damn dog. You're a furry... He just needed to get it out. He wanted to be a dog. I can lick your face. I can bite it too. Oh, my teeth's got rabies. I'm going to give it to you. Feed me, feed me. Can't you hear me howl? Feed me, because I'm a damned dog now. Interesting. Uh, so your read of it is... Got to taste for flesh. <laughs> got to taste for danger. So I foam and chew. Bite the hands of a stranger. Okay, so that your your take of it is um, he just wants to be a dog. Like, literally, I want to be a dog. I'm not saying he wants to be a dog. I'm saying he's written the, a song from, from the, the point of view of, of a dog. Do- of a dog. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, I bet that wasn't take one. What do you mean? Uh, it says, this is Damn Dog by the Manic Street Preachers, take one. Uh, I've no reason to think it's not take one. I've no reason to think it is. Interesting. The court shall decide. <laughs> uh, hold on. Is it a cover? Yes. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. It's, <laughs> it's not a Manic Street Preachers song. Right. Um, it is 
uh, a song from the 1980 film Times Square, which is about two runaways uh, who form a punk band called the Sleaze Sisters. So it's the only it's the only thing on the album not written by Manic Street Preachers. It's written by Billy Murnit and Jacob Brackman. Um, I mean, what included? I, yeah, but yeah, why? This is, this still... is the thing. I don't disagree with you on your opinion of the song. I just I I just wanted to. Let you get it out before you had the context and see if it changes anything. That doesn't change anything. Really. Still the, stupid. I mean, I, mean, yeah, I the, don't dislike it. <laughs> it's it's a stupid little punk song. Yeah. Right. What what I'm thinking uh, the, the only thing that I have in my head is if they're sitting around in the control room of a studio and going like, oh lads, I can't believe this, but we've only got 17 tracks. Should we do a cover? Like why? Why <laughs> why do you need a cover on a 17 track album? And a, and a remix, lest we forget. A cover and a remix. They were just so desperate to get this album to be as like extravagant and bloated as possible that I think it just it really weighs down the album, especially at this point of the album. You know? Yeah. This is actually, yeah, you're right. This is a really negative episode. But I think it's just the way the album sequenced. Do you know what I mean? Because like the goes... album starts off with some hot bangers. Yeah, absolutely. And if and... you just space them out a bit more, you know, the, the lulls wouldn't feel so lully. When mm. if you had you know <laughs> lully lully lull if you had like Nat West Park Chris Mid and Lloyd's <laughs> yeah somewhere in between them that's that's towards the end of my race yeah, yeah it's just I mean a lot of people will argue man- that Manitary Preachers did it for the lulls right. you... oh come on man <laughs> oh god I've turned into steam <laughs> that's my born to run bit no it's not. <laughs> It wasn't quite a protracted. Yeah, we didn't uh, do really the entire podcast. Um, Get rid of it. Crucifix kiss. So mighty, so hegemonic, so hated, so desecrated, so they, so no way, so hurting. We fall between different rejection and the fool fucking wall. We fall. Religion, isn't it? Yeah, it's about it's about that stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's about about religion. Yeah, kiss my feet. Yeah, I actually quite like this song. This makes this makes my re-edit. I actually really do. I I, I think that uh, it sounds cool, and I think that the drums only bridgey chorusy section mm-hmm. is quite good and is a different sound for the album. Yeah, um, it and it, it has yeah. potentially one of the most offensive things I've ever heard in the lyrics. Go on, christen me Fura Nazarene. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> which is just actually like a great lyric. Um, it's kind of all about you know it's got stuff in there like questions are now blasphemy and why walk when you can crawl, stay on your knees and kiss my feet. Yeah, uh, it's a very kind of evocative set of lyrics about that maybe the. Uh, 
um, the oppressive nature of some, uh, you know, some aspects of some religions, you know. Uh, did you see? Do you hear how carefully I picked my words? I was yeah, literally yeah, about yeah, yeah. to say you really hedged your bets with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. With that, the way you phrased that sentence. Yeah. Some aspects of some religions. Very well done. Non-specific. Very well done. No one's going to write in about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, again, like I, I just really like the song. Um, the da, 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 da. I like that a lot. Uh, it's more. Catchy. You're not on mic. I'm not on mic. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably not worth it anyway. Uh, <laughs> it it feels different to a lot of the songs that feel very much the same on this album, like the So Deads and the Tennessees. Yeah, it um, is it is actually a slight change of sound. Yeah, something a little bit new going it's on. Got a different but hook, but it's track sixteen on an eighteen track album, yeah. Steve. And it's saying something that we haven't heard about yeah, in this album. So exactly. Far. This is a. I really like this. It's song. a clear theme, Lucas. I. You think you've checked out by this point? Yeah, I, I think I think this song is probably better than I am giving it credit for. Yeah, but this album has lost me at this point. Yeah, it's just there's there's the it's just slowly declined with those occasional peaks that pick you back up, but then it keeps going back down, mm. and it just means the album's not. I've, I've not given the song the credit. Perhaps it's due. Also, another spoken word intro. Yeah, as I mentioned earlier. Absolute wankfest. Don't like you, them. I guess you're wankfest. Thinking, yeah. yeah, wanky. I'm you into go, it. Are you going to wankfest this year? <laughs> when was the last one you went to? Was it 2016 with me? Oh, me and you went to wankfest 2016. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That, was, that was wild. Wild. Yeah. Wild. What was the headliner again? <laughs> I've got nothing I don't to know say. What you want no, to, I don't what know. You want me to <laughs> say That's that. why I threw my hands up. Like I don't know what I'd say to that. <laughs> Let's, let's move on quick. Absolutely dead end. <laughs> yeah, I'd be curious to. This is a song a I probably. This is one I probably actually will go back to and listen to and in reassess. a few days when I haven't listened to the album from start to finish six times in a row. Yeah, and taking taking notes. I'll tell you what I do is I'll send you my um Re- my re- I mean, I basically, I won't listen to it because you're gonna put, give me the homework of the next two albums. It's a good point. Yeah, that's probably they'll take my. Yeah. Focus. Okay. Yeah, it's worth noting that. I made made the mistake of, as you said, I listened to this album a lot before actually taking any notes. Yeah. Whereas Steve sort of went straight in with, you listened first impressions and took and stuff, notes. Right? I yeah. knew some of the songs, some of the better songs that were memorable. I listened to the album well before I even took a note. Okay. See, so, yeah, I listened to the albums in full, and then I went back to them and made notes, mm. and mm. that's the way I, I've. I've gone about it, but it's it was fun doing something a bit different with music rather than just sticking eyes in the car. Yeah, you were saying you don't, you tend not, you obviously you don't sit down and write notes on every album. That no, you've, I, mean, uh, no yeah. I bet you do, Adam. Yeah, I bet Adam does. Well, for a little time, I was a music reviewer. Oh yeah. Um, so I I kind of had to, and I kind of uh, honed my critical analysis uh, skills by doing that. Ooh, so I suppose we haven't really gone into my background, but. Uh, written for a few online music publications as well as a few film magazines including that time that I wrote for Total Film for two weeks on an unpaid internship ten years ago. (laughs) 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 So my critical faculties are pretty sharp. Also me and Adam both studied film at university. Adam and I studied film at university. Not at the same university. Well no because if he says me no, and Adam. It's, it's not me and Adam. This is the sort of thing that's got me in the posture I'm currently sat in. It's not me. Is, is, he is correct. How would you describe it? He is <laughs> yeah. correct. It's Adam and I, because if you removed of Adam from that yeah. sentence, be, I went to uni. Me didn't go to uni. <laughs> me, me went to uni. Me went to uni. <laughs> me study film. I mean, that is the... <laughs> that's every, I'm not going to get into that. 
Good song. Yeah, I, you know, I think I've put here that it's focused and it's got some Holy Bible vibes, which I know you guys won't necessarily be familiar with. Holy Bibles. 10 out of 10. Thank oh, that's you. a 10. I'd Thank give it a 6, you. which that's means six. it's the best thing I've ever six, heard. Six, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Holy, Holy Bibles. Yeah, no, I actually will oh. give this song another go. Yeah. Because yeah. the problem is, I think also, I listened to the album prior to doing notes, but because I was listening in my car or whilst walking around, I think I did the thing that we talked about earlier of the, you listen to the first two thirds of the album more than the second third because you yeah. get to your destination, turn off the phone or Is this how people listen to music? It's just in the car now? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, or walking from A to B. I put it on um, when I was cooking the other day. Oh, yeah, what, I... what were you cooking? Tacos. Okay. Could you smell it? No, I can't. I, oh, oh my god! Are we going to go into this now? Here we, we go. Gonna, I have we were no, waiting for this to come up. I have no sense of smell. Wow, freak! Yeah. Or sense of humour. Wow, <laughs> there it is. Tick. It's quarter to eight. We've been recording all day. Um, uh, the ah, I forgot what I was going to say. Doesn't Great. matter. Number seventeen. Uh, oh, yeah, no, so I actually listened to this whilst on. I was Sorry, cooking. Lucas, please stop. Oh Christ. I am not <laughs> Drugs and suicide. Yeah, drugs and suicide. Yeah. First reference of suicide on some? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it? There's a song called Spectators of Suicide. Yeah, don't talk about. <laughs> okay. I mean, it was just. It was about 20 minutes ago. Uh, this was accused of um, glamorising drug use. Oh, yeah. So methadone is what they give you to come off heroin yes, addiction, that's right? Correct, is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Um, and I think I think when someone calls someone methadone pretty, yeah, it means they're kind of emaciated and like thin real thin from, and from having taken heroin okay. quite a lot yeah yeah, yeah. or um, does it not mean the opposite what like really you're looking no no like you're having. looking better because you're on methadone instead of heroin oh could be yeah like could you're be. starting to perk up did the manic do yes. drugs <laughs> no okay they're not famously didn't fine okay N- nicky wire says that he's never taken anything stronger than a paracetamol okay yeah. What about alcohol? Doesn't drink Nicky Wire. Oh wow. Okay. I mean, I, there's so many references to it. I suppose it is. Does he drink? I actually don't know. Oh, I'm sure I've heard him say he doesn't drink. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure that's not the case in um, in the early days. Their, their tours are quite hedonistic. I, well, I was going to say. Yeah, that's what I was trying. But to... not that I don't think they ever did any like hard drugs or anything like that. Certainly Just not. Just because they really heroin. Tend... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. But it was also kind of. You know, the early 90s and this stuff was a bit uh, a bit rampant at that time, especially yeah. cocaine having just come out of the 80s. Um, I would say that it doesn't glamorise drug use. It's written from a perspective. Um, I also, I think it comes into um, 
the thing that I referenced in the last episode, um, the the Situationists. Do you remember that? Remember all the way back when we were talking about uh, the Paris Cafe culture and philosophy and the art movement of uh, the Situationists? Yes. Was that two yes. weeks ago? It was. Uh, it might have been. It feels in like the it first was episode. At, it feels like it was actually two weeks ago. In the first episode, possibly. Well, we recorded that a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, they were they were an an art movement and they I think they used this thing uh, called uh, detournement, which I think the Manics used a lot in their lyrics, which is the idea of seizing the products of capitalism and using them as weapons against it. Okay. So they're kind of using, you know, like positive uh depictions of drugs to satirize the use of drugs or more vaguely and i think they do that do something like this a lot on this album is they use kind of uh tabloid-esque buzzwords to kind of create lyrics like taking those tenets of capitalism in order to criticize capitalism yep in kind of an ironic way and it's kind of this idea of like low art versus high art can you create something that is arguably high art, like, you know, a musical composition or a painting out of something that would be considered low art, like tabloid headlines or like comics from like, a magazine? Yeah, pop art, like how Kinda it like was pop using art, yeah. images of baked beans to yes, create art. exactly. Or And I've written down here um, that it was almost Dadaist. Do you know Dada? No. So Bowie would use this, where he would cut out sections of magazines yes. and pick them out randomly, um, and those would be his lyrics. Um, Picasso would make collages, yeah. um, you know, to kind of like create a piece of high art out of low art. Um, and I think that is something that, in general, and it's come up here because it's this is like a song steeped in irony and satire. I think in general, that's something I really like about Manic Street Preachers and the way they write their songs. And again, it comes into that idea of using a very popular mode of music to disseminate a message that is kind of designed to destroy the system that creates that kind of music. Do you know mm, what I mean? I do. Have I just Have I just blown your minds? Yeah. I would answer, but my mind... It's just goo. It's, I can see it dripping out it's of your nose because it's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anything more to say on uh, Methadone Pretty? No. Should we put on the best fucking song in the world? Oh, this is your favourite. Uh, of course it is. <laughs> of course, this is your favourite. You've been saying in the group chat like. I bet you can't, you know, I bet you I bet you know me well enough to be able to guess what my favourite is. And I was like, well, you like riffs, so it's probably like Slash and Burn or something. Of course this yeah. is your favourite song on the album. Uh, I mean, this yeah. does this does save the album. Yes, it's what I've written. Somewhere. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've given an extra mark. <laughs> All right, here we go.
very early to fade it because I know that's potentially not the bit of the song that you guys love. No. Accurate. Uh, so I can see I've on your notes there, yeah, you've just underlined the word riffs. And then... A big smiley face next yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. I basically wrote uh, the metal and the riffs after the Axl Rose... Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I've got <laughs> saves the, saves the end of this album. Yeah. Really? So basically, yeah. it's been very, for me, it's lost me. And then that, right at the end, just like... Nice. Pick me up. Give think, me a good. I think I would agree happy. with you. Actually, um, I don't. I don't love it. I think as much as you guys do. Sorry, but... can we just repeat the name of the song to me? Condemned to rock and roll. I realised we actually hadn't said it. Yeah. Uh, well, does that work? Oh well. There oh, you are. well yeah, what does that say on. to? Oh, but they've destroyed. No, but this is you no. Know, the second timeline destroyed rock and roll and seeping slowly back through. This could be the start of the reason why they had to destroy rock and roll because they were condemned to it yeah boy oh shit it's a great fucking name for a song I love it <laughs> <laughs> it's so well, stupid what I, was, what I was saying like, there were, there were, uh, I was saying this to you the other day there's bits of this album that remind me of the music you used to make in your band yeah yeah um, very kind of like riff heavy like distortion sort of stuff yeah um, yeah it's a fun song I think the lyrics are an afterthought I didn't look them up yeah what there's yeah. lyrics oh, yeah okay um yeah, it is. You know, I think I think the lyrics are a bit of an afterthought. I think they're probably the worst lyrics on the album, but I think the song is fun. Um, it definitely paves the way for the next album. Okay, interesting. The next album, I think, uh, operates more in this mode than it does in any other. Um, and I think that yeah, if you're going to make an 18 track double album, why not uh, end it with a six and a half minute song or whatever it is with loads of riffs in it yeah it's fine isn't it yeah but you guys i think you know you guys seem to like it a little bit i think i think it is that complete like oh yay something's happening um (laughs) it's like yay something's picked me back up and given me like given me hope for there actually being some good songs Uh, (laughs) Uh, yeah it was just good fun i had good fun yeah yeah i want to listen to it yeah but I realise you can't put the whole yeah, I can't track the whole on the podcast. Yeah, um, man. That, that brings us to the end of Generation Terrorists. Uh, it was reviewed relatively well in, in general, um, okay. especially in metal publications. Really? Yeah, they, they dug it. Um, which, well, and there's a lot of like hair metal F- F- influence. Yeah, and, for sure. Know, all of that. Doesn't surprise me, really. Um, which brings us around to the the topic of our scores. We're going to score every album out of ten, and we're going to pick our favourite tracks and our least favourite tracks. Yeah. What I'd like to have at the end of this podcast is, um, you know, our own little Manic Street Preachers best ofs that we would revisit and uh, yeah, and have a little look through, and and you know, then I can you know maybe you'll enjoy listening to Manic Street Preachers when it's not for a podcast. So why don't we start Lovely. with scores? Yeah. Who wants to go first? Uh, best album I've ever heard, six out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes aside, of I've course. given it six You've out of ten. You've given it six out of yeah, ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think on a whole, it's an interesting part of history in music. Mm. In recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massively recent uh, rock and roll. Um, it, it, yeah, it's a slog. Uh there's some fun peaks in that slog. Mm. Uh, it's calling an album a slog is nasty. Yeah, they, I think I, I understand what you mean. Like that I does sound mean, harsher than yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't mean, mean it. it. I don't mean yeah. it like that. Uh, I 
yeah. It's, I mean, I, I think we might have mentioned this. It's too long. It's too yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. Once yeah. or twice. But it, it's an interesting piece of art. Yes, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think there's some real great moments in it. Mm. Really good. Motorcycle emptiness. Jeez. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. it was probably going to be the same. But that for me is my favorite in the album. And then repeat Stars and Stripes would be my least favorite. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wait. I think you got them. The oh, sorry. My two backwards. favorite songs are both repeats. Yeah, nice. <laughs> pick pick one more favorite if you had to. And my other favorite, as much as I joked about Condemned to Rock and Roll, may just be Stay Beautiful. Okay. Motorcycle Emptons and Stay Beautiful. Yeah. That, yeah. 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 Good picks. Um, Lucas, let's have your score, favorites, least favorites. Controversially. I gave it two scores, but I did that before I knew it was a double album, and I feel like that's now allowed. I, not, I don't even—I can't even begin to understand what you're saying. I, Why would you I give wrote, it two scores before you knew it was a double album? Because I, I just wrote first half six out of ten. Right, best thing you've ever heard. Second half four out of ten. So you're okay. saying five out of ten. So I guess if you want to be, you know, analytical about that, mm. you'd say that's a five out of ten. Is that what you're giving it? Five out of ten. I guess. So okay, yeah, that yeah. feels okay. Does that feel right. That feels okay to me. Least favorite tracks, one or two is fine. Least, it's hard because some of the later songs in the album I feel like suffer from end of album syndrome. Okay, but I've in my notes given Spectators of Suicide the lowest. Okay, but I feel like that's probably not actually what I think. Just now looking through this. It's okay, man. Go, go on, go looking, on. Instinct. I'm you just know? looking through. It's it'll be one of the songs that just does nothing to me, like so dead, right, or yeah. something. Okay, just get rid. So, what about favorite tracks on the album? Uh, I can Come on. see your little face, and I know what's coming. No, the thing don't is, don't pussy out. The thing is, <laughs> now, the thing is, you n- you've now you throw me off because you said if you were making a best of in your head. And then if I'm doing the best off in my head, I wouldn't do Stars and Stripes as much as no, I but love it, Stars it would and be Stripes. your own personal list of yeah, favorite Yeah, but even tracks. still, it isn't exactly. No, come in, on, man. It's not it's really representative of this album in any way. Is that it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Come on, what are your favorite tracks in the album? Favorite two tracks in the album. Repeat. Stars and Stripes. Stars and Stripes. <laughs> <Okay>. Yep. <laughs> uh, Motorcycle emptiness and Slash and Burn probably. Cool. Cool. Good stuff. And the last two minutes of Condemned to Rock and Roll. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to put those in. Just at the crank end. that yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, I can I, open and close the album. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, Lucas. Um, I think that uh, the highs are relatively high, but the lows do drag it down. Um, so it's a five out of ten for me, because I think half of the album is really good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it just, I mean, it's too long, isn't it? Huh? It's too long. This album. Hot yeah, take. this album. Your hot take. My hot take is that it's too long. Yeah. Um, That's pretty hot. Least, least favourite tracks are probably um, Damn Dog and Repeat Stars and Stripes. That is right at the bottom for me. Favourite songs are obviously uh, Motorcycle Emptiness. And if I had to pick another one, I'd say Little Baby Nothing. Cool. Which is, I think, is there any overlap there in our favourites apart from Motorcycle Emptiness? Motorcycle Emptiness is the only one, but we all three have agreed that Motorcycle Emptiness is a high point on the album. Yeah. Yes. Which I think goes some way to really showing how great that song is. 
But I would love to listen to the alternative timeline podcast of this uh, this <laughs> album where the track list is simply reversed, like just backwards, just to see if I then start thinking that the songs that I were actually my high points become my low points. Oh, because you think of... motorcycle emptiness might appear? As well, no, maybe no. That would like be one of the. I'm sure that would be one of the ones the where you go, oh, this is a good like improvement right, yeah. but is it simply just the, the the slog that means some of those later songs don't get the maybe that's, an, that's yeah. an interesting thought it's hard to know it's, I mean, we, we can never know I thought well, you, you, could, you could re-sequence it and... yeah but I now know X songs I now have listened to the album as that's it is true. that's true sure okay um, so that the album release was obviously followed by uh, a tour in which the uh, schedule started to really catch up to them it was kind of plagued by illness and injury and kind of like the hedonistic uh, the flavor to their tours really started to wear on them. They toured Europe, which went okay. The USA, which went really poorly. Um, they've just never been well received in America, okay. which um, will become more important later on. So we'll save it for then. But they toured Japan and Japan fucking love the Manic Street Preachers. There were like fans camped outside of their hotel Um Fans like welcoming their plane uh, in and stuff. Wow. Manix, big in Japan, big in Japan. I feel like that happens with just random bands, as they are just massive in Japan for yeah. no reason. And the Japanese fans, Spinal Tap, go big. <laughs> Spinal <laughs> Tap being the key example yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. um, towards the end of '92, uh, they were invited to contribute to an enemy compilation. Remember when they used to do those? Yeah. Yeah, called Ruby Tracks, which was modern bands covering past number ones. Okay. Um, and the Manic Street Preachers chose to cover Theme from MASH. Yeah. Suicide is Painless. Sure. Which is an odd pick. Have, had you guys heard the original before hearing this uh, version? No, not nope. until I, I, I looked this up. Uh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad. Like, yeah. the... Sorry, you got you. you no, no, go ahead. Uh, for what I understand, I've never watched a single minute of Mash. It it had that kind of comedy, comedy drama, drama. Sort of thing where some of it was quite sad. Yeah. Fine, okay, yeah. I thought of it as uh, no, it was a comedy, and but when that that song is is sad. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Manix one is less sad. Yeah, um, but you'd be forgiven for here if this didn't have theme from Mash in front of Suicide is Painless. You would just think this is a. You think it's a manic tracks, yeah. yeah. They they really do put their own spin on it. Yeah. Uh, the 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 original. I mean, what's interesting about the original is that the theme from Mash was instrumental. Yes. Um. Uh. For anyone who doesn't know what Mash is, it was uh, like we say a comedy drama series about doctors in the U.S. Korean War. Yeah. Uh, it ran for like, like over ten years. It was um, big, and it was it was a huge it was a huge deal. Um, and they decided to release the theme song, but have lyrics put to it, and it became a number one in this in, in this country in the, like the seventies or something. Was it? Uh, was it? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably wrong there. Performed by who? Oh, God, do your research. I know that really is something I should have looked up. <laughs> Look it up while yeah, we yeah. play it. <laughs> um, well, my iPad just ran out of battery, so I probably won't be doing that. Thanks for your help. Yeah. 
outside of famous. Super. I think Steve is going to bring the context here. Yeah, so uh, it's purely from reading from a well-known encyclopedia website. Okay. Pro- Suicide is Pain Promo Code Mannix. Is a song written by Johnny Mendel. Mandel. 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 And Michael Altman. It was the theme song for both the movie and TV series MASH. Mike Altman was 14 years old when he wrote the song's lyrics. Isn't that interesting? What, he was 14? 14. 14. And surname Altman, I'm assuming son of director... Director Robert, Robert Altman. Altman. Did he direct um, the movie? Yeah. So there's a song in it that had to have... It had to be the stupidest song ever written, apparently, because this song is in the movie, I think. Or yeah. the TV series. Um, he tried to write the lyrics himself, but he found it too difficult to write something that was stupid enough, in inverted commas. So he gave it to his 14-year-old son to write the lyrics, and he did it in five minutes. Interesting. Yeah. Because I think the lyrics are really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I really like what the Mannix did with this song. Mm. Um, I think they really made it their own. It became, a, like, you know, quite a big hit for them. And um, it got to number seven in the charts, really boosted their profile. Um, yeah, I just really like it. I love that mad bit in the middle where it all speeds up and it's they go ham. As it's it still super sad, <laughs> I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But they definitely manixify it, if, if that's a word. It's not a word. It will be now. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, Lucas, your thoughts on it? I'll be honest. Yeah, you didn't listen to it. I listened to it. Oh, okay. No, I'm not, that's not really saying I dislike it. I just... I, uh, you nothing it? Sort of nothing it. Really? Yeah. Uh, I was in the car with my dad... And he said, why are we listening to the theme song from MASH? <laughs> and I was like, I can't, don't make me, bother. don't make me explain. Can I even explain this to you? <laughs> um, I really like it. It kind of represents a bit of a step forward for me as well. That, that production is very different to Generation Terrorists, I yeah. think. Um, especially the kind of like the piano. And, and, and again, it kind of... Um, it's got real drums. It's got real drums. It yeah. was recorded live in one day with no overdubs. Okay. Um because at this point, you know, they could play instruments. And, um, yeah, it just, it represents that turning point where um, you can hear bits of Gold Against the Soul on it. Um, And I think it's really good. I don't have much more to say on it than I think it's really good. It's really fun live, especially because of the build-up bit in the middle. Right. Um, Yeah, uh, I think you might have seen it live, I don't remember the yeah, track I mean, listing. I I'd love to look it up, actually, it. the track listing of what I saw. Uh, oh, I have the set list for the Southampton thing as a Spotify playlist. Oh, I'll, cool. um, I'll okay. send it to you. Yes, please. <laughs> um, and I'm glad I'm not the only person that does that. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I save a lot of my like set lists and stuff. Yeah, it's really fun because mm. uh, it's actually quite a good way to do a best of compilation of like um, stuff you like as well. Nice. So that's uh, the worst thing <laughs> I've ever said. Is it? <laughs> um, we're going to be heard. On. Everything we've said in the last three episodes. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's the worst. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Six out of ten, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six, yeah. Yeah. six out of strong six. <laughs> yeah. um, so we're going to move on to a segment that should display my nerdier side of Manage Street Preachers things. Okay. Which is... Um, we did know, not know this is coming, me and Lucas, so... I don't know we've what... We've seen bits and pieces. I don't know what to describe this segment as or what to call it. I guess it's... Adam's, stuff Adam wasted his money on. Adam's corner. unbuckling his belt. it's uh yeah things i've spent actual money on and the ways the manic street preacher store has fucked me i guess um this is 
I'm going to try and bring something every week. Uh, I had the copies of New Art Riot EP for New Art Riot. This mm-hmm. this is the uh, the recent, I believe it's the 25th anniversary edition of Generation Terrorists. Um, Lucas, you're a person that collects box sets and like remasters of albums, aren't you? Of one band. Okay. And Steve, is this something you're into? Uh, no. No. Okay. I say that. I, I There's a collection that Fleet Foxes did, a vinyl collection recently. Oh, yeah. Lots of lovely little bits in it and i bought that and that's nice what kind of bits is that so it's the first album and the ep and then it's got like uh, a b-sides uh, record in there as well okay so it's all music yeah sort of but stuff. then like lots of nice things like lyrics and and um right you know the notes is there any tat stuff. in it steve there's no tat <laughs> okay well this has got some tat okay right yeah, yeah. <laughs> So if I open this box, uh, why, why not? You know, why not do this with me, Manix fans? If you do have it, um, okay. So as you can see here, uh, the first thing we see when we open that, can you describe that? You've got a lanyard with Generation Terrorist poorly yeah. laminated. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Another, it's yeah, it's just mis mis laminated, isn't it? Where it's just slightly yeah. off to one oh, side. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it doesn't say anything in particular. It's not it like says, it's, it's not like it's a pass from a particular gig or anything. It is just like a little print out. And then it says, yeah. "Don't want to see your face. Don't want to hear your words. Why don't you just fuck off?" Yeah, that's nice. Um, and then the you're going to wear that at any reason? No. Okay. I don't know why I have it. Yep. Um, this is this is actually quite nice. Um, this is a book of photos from around the time of the recording of the album done in the kind of montage way that they uh they decorate their studio um photos of them performing live there they are looking mm, yep looking very young i know this is tedious for a podcast but that's that's quite a nice you know thing to get sure um this is what's that steve if you could describe that uh it's it's a it's a glossy photo i suppose you'd call it a lithograph sure is that something you would say what would you do with that well that's something yeah something that i have yep it just says you love us on it it just says you love us spray painting on a wall with loads of photos yeah do you want to pass do you have a closer look i'm fine i get the gist yeah Yeah. okay um (laughs) this is uh a vinyl yeah um only one. What thought was this a double album? Well, this doesn't have any of the tracks from the album on it. Okay. Ah. Um, this is um, You Love Us, Under My Wheels, Slash and Burn, Nat West, Barclays, Middle and Noise from the BBC Radio 1 rock show live sessions. Great. That I've got that on a 10-inch vinyl. Do you ever um, crack that, that out? That came in the box. And then once I've moved all that stuff out of the way, what do you see there, Steve? Well, that's four spaces for CDs, which I already see a problem with. What, what doesn't it have in them? CDs. Yeah, no, that's right. Now, I spent 50 quid on this. Um, what do I have in my hand now? You've got four CDs yeah. in plastic wallets. In plastic wallets. Yeah. I spent 50 quid on this. Those okay. those don't fit on there, do they? No. Nope. <laughs> Wait, what? The CDs don't fit in the box. <laughs> the CDs to this don't fit in the box. And do you know how I found that out? You tried to put the CDs in the box. No. When I, when I opened this, they were in the box... But the box was made so poorly, it had cracked the CDs oh. before I'd even touched it. Yeah. They were cracked. I, I picked up one and it folded in half. Yeah. And it's three CDs and a DVD. Okay. Okay. The DVD just had a hairline fracture and I tried to play it and it broke my DVD player because Great. it fractured inside it. Yeah. Uh-huh. To be fair, that bit was my fault. Sure. 
for owning a DVD player in 2019? Uh, this came out about th- three or four years ago. One nil. Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I contacted the Manchester Street Preacher store and they said, yes, that's a common problem. Um, and we've run out of spare CDs to be able to replace it with. So let us give you £50 worth of credit to the store. So I thought, okay, fine. Um, I was probably wasn't, I was annoyed about the DVD. I was annoyed about the DVD, but I probably wasn't ever going to listen to the CDs anyway. Right? Sure. Um, So they said, here's 50 quid's worth of credit. Um, So I thought, okay. And I put in an order. Um, which I had to do through email, and they said, sorry, you can't actually buy vinyl with the credit. Okay. So I said, fine. And I ordered some T-shirts. And they said, I'm really sorry, we don't have that T-shirt in your size. Yeah. So I said, okay, send me 50 quid's worth of whatever is in my size. And they sent me three of the same (laughs) T-shirts. Okay. So... That's one of the ways that the Manic Street Preachers store has fucked me. Okay. <laughs> is that I spent 50 quid and got three of the same t-shirt and a bunch of CDs I can't listen to. Yeah. Now, these... And... A, and yeah. A oh, lanyard. And a lanyard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what you'll also notice about the box is it's not actually quite big enough to hold the lithograph. Yeah. So it came bent. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, this... Um, these CDs... Yeah. I couldn't bear to not have the complete collection. So I went on to eBay and purchased the promo versions of the CDs without all of the case and stuff. Yeah. And that cost me 60 quid. <laughs> so, but you can't put them in the case. No, so I've got them in their own you plastic. Them snap. Yeah, yeah, I've got yeah. them in their own plastic wallets. Wow, man. Rip. So, oh, look, these are actually the old ones. Look, you can see... Uh, the damage on that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've kept the old ones and the new ones are back at my house. Right. So that cost so, you 110 quid. 110, yeah. Yeah. So. And you got. I got three, three of the same t shirts. Yeah, yeah, well, that's. Manic Street Preachers, I love you. Sort your store out. <laughs> Honestly, I know you don't actually run the store. Or like, listening to the podcast. Yeah, sort it out. Oh, if you are listening to the podcast. Come on. Come on the podcast. Yeah. The podcast. Yeah. And I'll, I'll suddenly be a lot more positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I'll be too embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. Well, God, imagine if they came on. God, Christ knows what they'd make of this. Um, it's probably actually a bit creepy, isn't it? It's having three 30-year-old guys just going, we've got a podcast about you. Yeah. <laughs> Very odd. Me and Luke's got a podcast about you. Really? Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I find that quite flattering. Oh, it's not. Oh. Nah. Oh, my God, it's not. Thank good- you very much for listening. Um, uh, we'll see you again. What, what's the album next week? It's Gold Against the Soul. Gold Against. Next week. A much shorter, easier to digest album, um, which I think, spoiler alert, is a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up. I, I like never to. No, no, own that, own that, own that. At Manix Podcast on Twitter. At Manix Podcast on Twitter. Instagram, manixpodcast at gmail.com. If you feel like you've got something to say to us, you can't say in a public forum, I suppose. I don't know, like some real deep insults. Yeah. That would be on a public forum, though. Let's yeah, that's fair. true. Or maybe some deep insights. 
will yeah. we'll come our way. Um, or if you're just a member of Mannix and... And you want, want to, come, to on the podcast come on the podcast and do a quick acoustic yeah. session for us, that would be absolutely fine. Yeah, I would fine be fine. Yeah, we'd yeah. be fine with it. Yeah. We would be fine with it. Um, and then we'd rate it out of 10 in front of them. Yeah, absolutely. I don't like what you did with the verse there. Sorry, Six James. Six. Six out of 10. Best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Goodbye. Mannix podcast. And remember, we... Um, we uh, oh we uh, we live in uh, urban hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we destroy rock and roll. Okay, bye. Ready? <coughs> Hello, uh, and welcome. I haven't got the title in front of me. Bloody hell. Right, at this rate, we're going to have, at the end, uh, each time, an intro that I've fucked. <laughs> okay. Hello. <laughs> I nearly didn't say welcome. I just said hello. Do you love us? <laughs> <laughs>